Good morning. This is John Richardson speaking with you from Toronto, Canada. Today is Friday, December the 9th, 2022. And if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you will no doubt remember Coach Coots, uh, who has been, uh, I've been working with a personal trainer for some years, and we've done a couple of podcasts before about Interesting topics. I think the last one was about plantar fasciitis. How do you pronounce that? Uh, yeah, plantar fasciitis. You're, you're right. Yeah. Plantar fasciitis. Okay. Um, I have a problem, but I can't pronounce it. And as we do these sessions, we always find ourselves in conversation. So we decided to extend our session today into a podcast because the conversation was just so, so interesting. Welcome, David. How are you today? Hey, John, I'm doing well, my friend. Doing well, as always. Well, some great news on the progress of your life. I understand that uh, it's taking a major change in direction on, in August, where you are. That's right. That's correct. Yeah. Getting married there, buddy. Getting hitched, putting it together, however you want to call it. Uh, myself and Diana here, uh, now together almost five years, uh, known each other forever. And uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to it. We're setting up setting up a wedding. Yes, it's for us and people can come see us get married, but we're really setting up a wedding for the people coming, the people that we love in our life and that we want there to celebrate. So we're hoping to have a hell of a time. That's the idea. Well, that, that, that's amazing. And I think it's, I think it's great to launch such an important life journey with, with something like that. But, uh, you know, we've talked about James Bond movies before and uh, you may remember. Yes, we have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we still got to get your mother on a podcast to talk about her favorite. I know, movie. I know, it'll happen. But uh, you know, there's this great uh, line from the movie Diamonds Are Forever, uh, where you know some people are carrying, um, uh, you know, somebody in a coffin, and uh, and and uh, a Bond is uh, impersonating somebody else and says he was my brother. And uh, the guy carrying the coffin says, oh, I have a brother, too. And, and Bond responded with small world. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as we were talking today, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, I mentioned, I guess you mentioned that you have a sister. Yep. I have a couple of sisters and you come yep. small world. Yes, exactly. Very true. Small world. So, so Who knew? the question for today is. As you begin this life journey, and this is what we were talking about, so we thought we'd extend it into a podcast, was how does growing up with a sister help prepare the modern man for marriage? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel that you're an advantage at an, at an advantage? Yes, man. And that's kind of what I... Because you had I a think- sister? We had started it with the, that conversation in regards to like, uh, you actually, it started with the small world was it started with you have a brother. And uh, as you uh, may allude to, you know, we might call them names here and there. And uh, I remember just that, like, I never had a brother. So all my friends who did, they would always be fighting something I didn't do. Right. So that's just sort of something I didn't really get into was as much fighting because brothers will fight. Um, but with my sister, that's what I realized my friends who only had brothers were missing. They didn't understand women. Just <laughs> they, they saw them as this foreign ident- entity of like, how do I, you know, woo it, talk to it, get to know it. And I'm like, you don't have, yeah, I have a sister. I know exactly what they're like. I know how they they can be this way. And they like these kinds of things. They're a little more particular or they're more sensitive 
or they're just sometimes kind of nuts, right? And you've got to respect that. Well, that's that's interesting. So you so you basically were imparted a lot of valuable lessons growing up with a sister. Yeah, and you know what? At the time, you're just a kid. You're like, ah, my sister was mean, or like, or we like get along or don't get along. You're not thinking about that. But yeah, as you become older, you realize, wow, I got a lot of uh, experience in a field I didn't even know, right? So, well, yeah. I, I had two sisters, and I think I probably learned not twice as much as you, but maybe half as much. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe there's such a thing as, as sister well, overload. I don't know. Well, yeah, you know, if I had half the amount of time to talk because I had a sister, you had even less, right? So, yeah, you were you were cut down, right? A few, few notches. I just can't. You're making it sound like like it's a matter of survival. <laughs> well, you know, growing up kind of is, whether it's with family or kids or, uh, you know, people from school or your, or your sister. Um, and I love my sister to death, obviously, but, um, and, uh, you know, they all, they all come with life lessons, right? If we do look back at it and, uh, in particularly, we were talking about just sort of how having a sister can give you life lessons into, um, women in general, because if you're a man trying to figure out women, that's a lot of years living next to one that becomes kind of useful. Yeah. I think giving you a, you know, a clear advantage, uh, moving into this this new stage of life although i don't think you'll need much of an advantage but <laughs> but i i actually think you know, i never thought of it before but i think it's probably true it's probably true right yeah and when we talked about it i was like well you know there's no golden rules like nothing's ever black and white and obviously if you grow up and you're more interested in toying with your sister and beating her up and annoying her constantly where you never really actually get to see them observe them or understand them then maybe you won't really understand women when you get older. That's what you'll do to women when you meet them too. And they'll be like, ah, this guy's an asshole because that's what you used to do to your sister. With me, I don't really harass my sister much, right? Like she was so always... She was older than you. She was bigger than yeah. you at least the yeah, first 10, 12 years, years older, right? It was, it was, exactly, different kind of scenario. Um, and I, like I was saying there, once I was uh, big enough that she couldn't pull my hair, she would use more verbal warfare. And uh, that was almost worse, right? So, and that's again stuff you got to learn to deal with, right? So... Yeah. So, so what what would be the lesson? I mean, how do you how do you deal with how do you deal with these things? What do you learn about human interaction from all of yeah. this? What have you learned to carry forward in life? I was I was just at a conference on the weekend there, and I was talking to a guy about the same thing, and he loved this saying. So I'll say it here too. Something I've always kind of stuck by when this conversation comes up, and it's that boys react and men respond. And whether that's a golden rule, obviously not, but it just it resonated with me because if you want to be more like a boy and, you know, we consider boys to be immature, then you're going to react to every scenario. You're just going to get angry because someone else is angry. You're just going to get emotional because someone else is emotional as opposed to like, okay, this is what's happening in this situation. I don't really want to get angry. I'm, I'm going to go get something to eat. I'll, I'm going to be back. Right. And you make a conscious decision to not react. So really kind of your answer there is the reactivity. Working on reactivity, learned taught me to not be as reactive uh, as maybe some other people would be. So I mean, I'm already a little bit more of a calmer demeanor, uh, even though I'm a big goofball. Um, but I'm not one to react quickly and get angry quickly. Well, that's good. Okay, so respond rather than react, and you know, develop some skills for removing yourself <laughs> from the situation, perhaps. Sure, and uh, you know, it just so happens that I have an awesome list on ways that you can 
work for reactivity. So one thing you kind of want to do is actually address reactivity obedience, as we might call it. So being able to practice reactivity. So something like as simple as practice being a witness to your own thoughts. Anyone ever told no, you to no, do no, that? that? That's above my pay grade, David. Can you, can you <laughs> make that more visual so I can understand it? I mean, yeah, I never have well, any you know, don't, go, so. don't blindly go along with your inner drama queen is a good way to put it, right? You know, take a second, take a step back, try to think of what's going on in your mind. Are you aware of that thought? Do you really want it coming out the way it's about to? Um, so actually taking that few seconds to pretend you're outside the back of your head, looking at your thoughts, which is a lot of what meditation can do. I do a little bit with uh, like the Headspace app. It's really nice. Close your eyes, listen to some guidance. And that kind of stuff does teach you to be like, oh, hey, did you know you're thinking of this stuff right now and you don't even want to be? Okay, let's see if we can not think about that. And that's actually very powerful to like, decide what thoughts you want to come in right that is i think extremely important and but it's one of these things that's so easy to say and so hard to do so 100 percent. how do you manage that practically so you're you know you're on the receiving end of something that although you understand is not your fault and you didn't do anything to create the situation but boy you're paying for it Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? Think before you act. And just practice that every day. You can't do it perfectly every time. You know, I look at it like golf. You want to put it as a golf simplicity. I had the worst problem with chipping the ball, it goes where I don't want it to. Why? I lifted my head. So I had to learn to swing and then turn my head. And then swing and then turn my head. So now you've got to learn to like thought. Do I act? No, no thought is there. I'm aware of it. And now do I react or do I take a step back? So you actually look the same idea. You need to practice that things don't just happen blindly by accident. You need to pace them on purpose the same way. I have a thought in my mind. Should I just, blah, I'm angry. Or should I be like, I'm aware there's a thought. Give me two seconds to think about, oh, wow, actually this person's quite nice. I have no reason to get angry at them. It's all in my head. You know, David, that's great advice for all these all these U.S. citizens who find out all of a sudden that they're taxable, even though they don't live outside the United States. No reason. Wow, is that ever for sure? Talk about a stress. step away from it. No, this can't be me. I'm looking at somebody else. All right, that's well, that's that's very very interesting. Okay, how about a how about a second sort of lesson? Things your well, sister growing up with your sister taught you about life. What else did I learn? Well, like I said there, that kind of got it started is that you learn a little bit about women. And obviously that's, I mean, I can expand out to everywhere. There's different types of women and different types of men. But for the most part, um, my friends would, you know, oh, that girl's really pretty. I don't know this and that. Or they want to talk to them or they wouldn't know what to say or what to do on the first date. Whereas I always felt like I was able to genuinely just connect with women. I, can, I have so many women that are friends of mine just because I connect with them just as well as I do with men. And that comes a lot from just, you know, understanding. I remember working 6 a.m. shifts at Tim Hortons with like eight women and me like making bagels. Right. And you got you start to understand how, how things are and how, what's funny to them and what's important to them or maybe to listen more. That's an important one. If people haven't figured that one out. Um, you know, make sure you're listening. Um, and yeah, just sort of um, learning via osmosis. Right. Being around a woman at all times because I had a sister or being around a lot of women at my work environment and just learning through doing. Sounds bad, but yeah. You know, I got to tell you, David, that I think you're actually a very brave guy because 
One of the things yeah. I'm things. about to get canceled, John. I think that's what's happening. This conversation somehow, I feel like no, 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 on Twitter, and I'll be like, you know, no, you're not going to get canceled, but <laughs> but I'll push the envelope just a little bit further. Okay, um, you know, you you think that there, in fact, are baked in differences between men and women, no matter what else. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, I would agree to that for sure. Well, you know, you, you know this uh, this woman, uh, well, should call her a woman a person, this political candidate, Tulsi Gabbard, has been really, you know, going after the, uh, the policies of the Democrats on the basis that they're sort of, you know, not recognizing differences between men and women and that sort of thing. So, Gotcha. So it, it, that's interesting. So basically, on balance, it sounds like you really, really were grateful that you had a sister to grow up with. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how else it would have turned out, right? Um, I'm getting my face beat up by my older brother and putting holes in the walls because we're throwing each other downstairs. This is kind of the stuff I saw with my friends with brothers. Whereas with me, it's like, yes, I got tormented by my sister. I didn't have as many battle scars. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of emotional uh, to deal with. And that's just something that no matter what I had to learn to deal with. And uh, it became a skill for later in life. You know, obviously, there's more than one woman uh, out there. And uh, my mom, part of that group, too, you know, having a good, solid mom you spend time with, yeah, you're going to understand women a little better as well. So obviously, I relate some of it to my sister. But, you know, I also have a fantastic mother who was always there for me, always around me, and also someone you can learn from. So, David, though, what if you'd had two sisters? Would it have been harder to learn the lessons if you'd had two? It's, it's just so tough, right? Because like I look at my buddies and they have their kids and a bunch of them have two girls or some of them have one boy, one girl. And, you know, you're going to have that one girl that loves to scream and yell and wants attention. You know how that other one has her nose in a book and she's quiet and calm. So it's kind of hard to say, right? If I had two of the same sister, it would have been a lot of work. I would have been even tougher, I feel like. Like just, you know, just had another another level of, uh, of toughness. But uh, it's hard to say, right? Um, I know my buddy, one of my buddies uh, I grew up with, three older sisters. And I always said to him, like, man, you just got, you must have this wall, right? And like, yeah, man, same, same thing. He understands. And we used to laugh about them because, like, our buddies, think, oh, I don't know what this girl's, that girl's thinking. We'd be like, are you silly? Like, she doesn't like you, right? Like, you're clear about that with her body language and the way that she kind of expressed herself. But they may not see that. They just don't quite understand how the woman was addressing the uh, conversation. All right. Well, very interesting, very interesting conversation. I mean, I, th I actually think you're right. I think what you're saying makes makes a lot of sense. Well, it's hard not to, right? You, you, you're going to be surrounded by something and learn from it. I mean, some people will be so self-absorbed, maybe they're not going to learn from their surroundings. And people, we all know somebody I know that never learns from anything in life. And so if you're one of those kind of people, yeah, you might not ever learn from your sister because you're not learning from anything. But if you uh, have a lot of years to sit around, pay attention, and uh, and start to absorb, then yeah, you're learning without even knowing, right? Excellent, excellent. Well, so bottom line is that you think growing up with a sister in the house has helped prepare you for marriage. Absolutely, absolutely, for sure, right? Like I, I see. What it, would be not... a message that you would have for all these men who are contemplating marriage but never grew up with a sister? What would you advise them? Um, if they haven't already, it's to really learn to communicate, 
right? Because that's the that's the thing. That's the difference, right? I don't know how to communicate with this woman. I never had sisters. Not that that's what they're thinking, but they just don't know how because they're not used to it, right? So you almost have to make it a bit of a push. The same way you've got to push to do your taxes and push to you know get your day through done at work. You're going to have to push to communicate. So make sure you're talking. That uncomfortable conversation that's in your head, find a nice way. Hey, you know how much I love you? Great. Awesome. I hate when, or like not you say, but you know what I mean? You need to have a good way of pulling out your questions. Think about your questions. Can they be questions that incur thought or that are respectful and kind? Or is it a question that might invoke some reactivity? Look at your questions carefully, right? But learn to communicate is really the deep-seated rune. Just, just communicate more and more. And like it'd be harmful communication nah, sometimes, but if you're both agreeing to communicate, most of the time it's constructive. And that's what you want. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. I hope so. We'll see, buddy. It's new for me too. So I'm all saying this is how we do it. Then I'm gonna get married and be like this. I, no, I just thought I just thought it was it was so interesting to hear you consciously acknowledge, you know, the things you learn from your sister that were sort of a it's okay. true, right? Yeah. yeah. You learn from growing up with a sister somehow. Just a little bit of uh, another thing I had looked in that here that's a good one is some introspection. So being able to take some time and think about your thoughts throughout the day and, you know, focus and, and what do you, well, how could I use my day more wisely or what did I learn from, from yesterday and those kinds of things. So some reflection and introspection, um, you know, every once in a while, it's a good idea. Where did I come from? How did I get where I want to be? How do I want to go further? You know, my sister was part of my journey and she taught me so much and I still love her so much. And now she has her one-year-old uh, baby, Alora. I love her, a little um, little girl. And uh, so that's a new chapter in her life. I've already seen her completely change as a mother, right? And uh, so I know I'm going to keep changing. She'll keep changing. It's a, it's a beautiful life there, John. All right. Well, this has been great. and uh, Fun stuff, buddy. I'm, I'm sure glad you called it. it. I'm certainly going to send this podcast to my sisters and see what they think. About. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. We got to fit in some James Bond. It's happening, right? We'll make sure. Maybe over the holidays, man. Some free Do you days. know, did James Bond ever have a sister? That's a great question. I have no idea. I don't even know if there's a James Bond brother, right? So I don't. I don't. I don't think James Bond had any. No, no, he did have a brother. We know that from the last few movies, but a sister. I mean, if James, I think here's the question. You had a brother? Oh, man, I missed out. I haven't been paying. Yeah, it turned out to be some world-class villain, okay? But okay, okay, the question okay. that you need to contemplate, maybe discuss it with with uh, Diana, would be um, if James Bond had had a sister, would he have been the James Bond who we know today? <laughs> I somehow doubt it, right? Uh, and the question then becomes, why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Well, just the way that they display his uh, his attitude towards females in general in James Bond doesn't seem super indicative that he grew up with four or five sisters. But who knows? Or maybe that's why he's so good with women from having four other sisters that that's why he's Mr. Mr. Bond and every woman falls on his arm. Who knows? Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Or right. you just look like Sean Connery. And, you know, people <laughs> they melt. Right. All right. Well, I'm sure you've got more people to keep going in their lives today. So great discussion. More fitness we'll coming. More plantar up. fasciitis, right? Uh, more more fun. Absolutely. But this was fun in general. Like just uh, yeah, split that today. Yeah, I tried to quickly pull up some notes, mental toughness wise, that made sense here, but uh, it was kind of off the cuff and and no, uh, and a good conversation it was, worth it was, having. It was a good interview. It was a good yeah. discussion, David. Lots of great stuff there.
Absolutely. Even if we save one soul with an older sister, uh, we've done our job here. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. That's it. All right, John. Well, uh, I will catch you next week. Next we'll week work it is. Have a great workout. Weekend. This was a pleasure. Take care.